from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week on Nintendo Main, another week, another Nintendo Direct rumor. I played Camping Simulator 2022. Prepare for buttle. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 337, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about new games and old game collections more in depth than we did last week. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Ardwin Locator Johnson. I'm Jeremy Luigi Bong Mikowski. I'm John Radical Rescuer Knitter. I believe you made it through that game. We'll talk about that. At some point, that's some dedication. We can start uh, how we normally do, talk about what we got and what we've been playing for the week. I know, John, you've been playing a whole lot of Turtles. I did, so. yeah. And so prepare for buttle. <laughs> B-U-T-T-L-E. R- prepare for buttholes? <laughs> prepare for buttle. This is something that uh, I was playing uh, Radical Rescue, the, game, the third Game Boy game, and when you rescue splinter here is what he says there's a typo what what he's saying is he says my sons focus your powers and prepare for buttle instead of battle (laughs) i did not notice that i saw that you posted it in the slack and i just thought he just said prepare for battle and i'm just like yeah whatever it says buttle i didn't i didn't (laughs) notice that it said buttle so it just made me laugh because it's at the like you know it's the last person you have to rescue before you go fight shredder so it's like the, the high point of the game and he, he gives this like kind of long five page speech, you know, psyching you up. And then the last thing he says is prepare for buttle. Yeah, there it, it is. Must be a rat thing. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, buttle. It was, it, I, and you even said buttle, but my brain just automatically thought it was battle. Yep, there it is. How is Turtles 3 on Game Boy? I liked it. Of all the games on there, I think that one gets the award for, for biggest surprise. Like, okay. you know, you'd expect the least of all the Game Boy games or whatever. But that one, actually, it's pretty solid little Metroidvania. It's like, imagine one, if, uh, like, uh, you know, if, going off, like, the latest Metroid Dread, if, like, one of those areas was the entire game. Like, that's pretty much the, the size, the length of, of uh, Radical Rescue. So it's like a little little snack of a Metroid um, with a Turtles theme to it. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. The only thing is that the bosses were incredibly hard. I, I bet, yeah. I, I I found one, and I was just like, I was like, do I need to like get some sort of e tanks or something like you would in a Metroid game? Because mm-hmm. I got my hand, my ass handed to me pretty quickly. No, your e tank in this one is the rewind button. Yeah, but you really gotta, you probably gotta rewind a bunch, I'm sure, to get. To I use that these. liberally for for those bosses. The bosses were like really intense. I, I I honestly don't think they were like unfair. I think they were just really difficult bosses in this cute little game boy ninja turtles game otherwise the game is like pretty fair all throughout and and uh, it's just you know, rather leisurely you know a little like i said metroid style game and uh, then there's just these 
painfully hard bosses all throughout. And can I spoil the ending, or, or are you guys going to play through it? Uh, you, I mean, you can spoil it for me. I don't really care. I don't care. I mean, I, I'd, I'd like. I mean, I'd like to try to play through it, like in theory, but I don't know if I have the patience that you have <laughs> to, to get through it. So <laughs> it's fine. You can spoil it. So when you get to the end, you go to fight Shredder, the final boss. You have to have, you have to fight all those hard ass bosses again. Oh, so they give like, you the, the Mega Man treatment. A, they give you the the Mega Man treatment. Yeah, what well, kind it's of a boss yeah. rush at the end? It's a boss rush at the end, but they aren't like tweaks. Sometimes when when you find a boss rush in a game, there'll be like a little sample of each boss. No, it's just the full boss. Just fight them all again, mm. and then fight Shredder, the hardest boss in the game. Yikes! So it was really tough. I was like, really? You're going to make me fight all of them again? Wow. <laughs> At least yeah. maybe you know how to beat them a little bit easier. Or maybe it's easier with having some of the other members, I would hope. I, I do think it's, I mean, I always, I, I like I like that it's a game that actually utilizes the different turtles, like power, instead of just like having you just beat people up and they all just kind of control the same. You know what I mean? Right. They're all just kind of the same. Yeah. They have different different abilities. Michelangelo can fly when he spins his nunchucks. Oh, I will say that the ability is kind of, some of them don't really make sense to the turtle. They just seem kind of yeah. random, or whatever. Sure, Michelangelo flying with his nunchucks, nunchucks kind of makes sense. But well, like floating, them, uh, right? Kind of like a more floating yeah, than flying, right? Yeah, gliding. Yeah, uh, Donatello can climb. I don't know. I would have give Raphael climbing because yeah, because he can stabby weapons, stab in the wall. Uh, Raphael, he can basically do a, a morph ball. He goes into <laughs> his shell and he can slide into crevices and things. Oh, so he's yes, he's the Samus of the group, I guess. He's the Samus of the group, yeah. And then Leonardo, he he does the drill move, so he can like drill into the ground at certain points. Okay, with the he swords, I guess. You could, he spins around. You could say that his sword ability allows him to drill into things or something. But I mean, I, I always, yeah, I, I suppose, I like the idea. Like I always like, I like the X Men games, like the Super Nintendo ones, where they let you like play as different characters, and they actually the levels were different depending on what their powers were and all that. I always really wanted them to make a Fantastic Four movie like or Fantastic Four game like that where you could you know, where it would be different scenes that were based around the hero's powers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool idea. I mean, it's definitely was one that I really, really wanted to play. And I played a little bit of it, but it was just kinda like it was pretty hard. And I had to restart it so I could get the, the icons and all that on there. And, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed yeah. it overall. So the, the if you're if you decide to play it, make sure to turn on the the helpful icons. Because if you play it just normally, you just hit start. Uh, you're going to get on the map screen just a bunch of dots, not saying what each thing is. Yeah. But before you start the game, you have to go into the special menu before the game and turn on the special icons. Do that, and you'll have a much better time. I I thought it was great overall. And you were saying that that was uh that was from the Japanese release of the game where the where the icons yeah, were different. So in the Jap because the Japanese version of the original Game Boy game came out after the U.S. version, and in the Japanese version. They had those icons. So basically what they did for this this uh, Cowabunga collection, they just copy-pasted that ability and, and put it in the U.S. version if you want to turn it on. It, it kind of, um, I'm sure, well, there are there are the Japanese versions of the game on there, so I'm sure you can jump on there and just play it like that mm-hmm. if you want. I mean, the mm-hmm. as you were saying, the English translation is pretty bad, so you might not miss it that much if you just play mm-hmm. it on the Japanese version, unless you really want to see Prepare for Buttle. Just, just pretty funny. Yeah, that that was the main one that I really wanted to get into. But how many? How long did it take you? Like a couple hours, or what was the? Uh, was probably the it took me over two sessions. Probably four hours, maybe maybe four hours, four and a half. Hmm. I don't know. TV or oh, handheld? There. Oh, TV. Yeah. Nice. Giant Game Boy sprites. John, yeah, I mean, John doesn't. So cool. I mean, you don't you don't play handheld, right? You said that before that you were handheld. exclusive no. TV only. 
which I pretty much am too, unless under certain certain situations I'll play handheld, but I don't do it that much. It's more like trips and stuff where I would maybe do do the handheld, but I I always take my dock with me whenever I go, whenever I go uh, on work vacations and stuff. So they're not. On this game, I always (laughs) choose the the zoom display. You can have sort, you you have a zoomed out sort of. You can see like a the custom background or whatever the frame of, of each game. I don't do that. I just zoom in, fill the screen. You know, not oh, not ooh. to be confused with like the stretch, stretch wide screen or all yeah, that. No, it's still four no, three. No, 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 it's no. just Bigger. the top it's and so bottom. Keep... Yeah, or it, it's a proportion based on how tall it is. Oh yeah, I, I do that. I do that too. Right. I, I have it where it's like yeah. the tops are touching, but there's still the frames yeah. on the side. I don't really right. understand what yeah. the difference is. Like if you have it smaller. It's like it can be bigger. Just make it bigger, you know. I think it's think like a one to one pixel yeah, ratio like and yeah. The folks who might be concerned about if you zoom in like that, oh the you know, the, the, the top row of pixels is cut off on this TV or whatever. So I think they're just trying to watch out for, for everybody. If you sure. want to have, make sure you see every pixel, you know, you can have a frame around it or whatever. I mean, it's Game Boy. Um, There's not a whole yeah, lot so, of pixels on there. <laughs> you know, it's pretty, it's no. pretty white backgrounds. I think it's what, 128 by 128 or something like that. Yeah. But I beat that game. I beat Turtles Arcade and uh, Turtles in Time Arcade as well. I beat those. So I'm having fun with this collection. Did you do it online or offline? No, I still haven't tried it online. Yeah. So I, I haven't tried it online. The answer to your question last week about how about how how IGN reviewed it, it was actually reviewed for Xbox Series X. So if the mm-hmm. internet is not working on like the newest systems, then there's obviously a problem. So yeah, I, I, I should have figured that because IGN rarely ever will review anything on Nintendo when it's multiple system. So so I should have figured that that was what it was. But yeah, that's like okay, yikes. Now I'm working on the NES game, and I've I've got past the uh, infamous water level. Oh, you're so, past it? I got past it, yeah. Whoa. I used Rewind, of course. Still. At this time, right? Like, I mean, the water level is not the yeah. hardest thing. Like, it gets much, much harder after that, after the water level. Way harder. Like, anything past, like, level three is stupid. Like, when you get to the Metal Turtle and all that, it's, like, incredibly unfair, too. Right. There's all, there's all kinds of spots where, like, you do a blind jump, and when you yeah. make the blind jump, there's an enemy that pops out there all suddenly. There's all kinds of you know original uh, you know NES bullshit like that. Got to got to keep so. that. Got to make it so you don't play it through it in a couple hours. I, I actually watched I actually watched somebody uh, captured like the last thirty seconds of that game of NES uh, beating it. You know on a, on IGN. I think it was on the whatever mm-hmm. the the voice chat forum or whatever. And I saw mm-hmm. the end. And uh, I don't know if you want me to spoil it or not, but there's an interesting thing that I learned from the end of the NES one. It's not necessarily what the story is. What well, kind of is? I'll just say it. The NES one is based on the comic and not the show. So so when oh, you so when you beat the game sense, when yeah. you beat the game Shredder turns back into a human instead of instead of uh him being a giant rat which we talked about last week. So when you beat the NES <laughs> game he he becomes his his, re- his regular self. So you Shredder or Splinter? No, Splinter. Did I say Shredder? I meant Splinter. Okay. Yeah, Splinter yeah. Splinter becomes a human at at the end of the game. When you beat Shredder, so that's something I didn't know. But yeah, it's totally based on the comic and not the not the show. Makes sense that it's based on the comic because the game came out in like '89 or so, like just when the show was real. I think the show came out in '87, but it really didn't hit all the markets till around '89. And then the cover of the game, I mean, that that says it. They're, they're all they're all wearing the red bandanas. Yeah, they have the same bandanas. Mm-hmm. So so there you go. Yeah, I, I fucked around with that with that one a little bit, but it's just you know, it's not. I mean, it's it's a hard game. And it's not that fun to me, I guess. Yeah. 
I li- I like playing it. I mean, it's fun. I like I, I like it. Yeah, it's good I don't know if I'll go all the way game. through it. Did Did you go back and, and did you go and fix it to where like there's no flashing and slowdown? Because I do think that's kind of no. Cool. No, I wanted the original experience. You want it to I play as it bad as it originally did, but in yep. HD. <laughs> yep, and I I don't think that the game is actually bad. People say it's a bad game. That game gets a bad reputation. It, it's weird for sure. It's. A lot of that comes from the fact that none of the enemies, practically none of the enemies are like from the cartoon. You have the foot soldiers, you have Bebop. It's like the bosses. Rocksteady, yeah. the bosses. That's it. Everybody Mousers. else is like. This is the Metal the Turtle. There, but they there's the Chrome weird. Dome guys yeah. in there. He was real. Yeah, but like there's like the flame guy. There's the guy whose head shoots off and flies around the level. There's oh, like these scooter. weird bat creatures that dive bomb you. And yeah, there's like those naked guys too. That so like, that like lead, familiar. that like kind of like fold their arms and put their guys, head in there. Their whole their whole move is they like crouch down and then they like walk a little bit and then they crouch down again. Like, what are you doing? Are you a bad guy? You're just like some dude <laughs> wandering around the level and going to sleep once in a while. Well, I mean, the also, weirdest one to me. also whenever they crouch down, you can't hit them. Like that's the annoying part is that they, they have some sort of like rock hard skin that when they like put their face into their chest, you just can't hurt them for whatever reason, <laughs> which is incredibly annoying. That's what I remember about those guys. The weirdest one is there's a guy who looks kind of like that guy we were just talking about, but he, he walks around and every time you hit him, he splits in two. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, I remember that. And he gets really tiny. And then there's just like these little tiny guys bouncing all around. Like, I, that, that, definitely not from the comic. Yeah. That kind of, that almost feels like something that uh, became like Castlevania 4 later. If you remember uh-huh. in the Super Nintendo yeah. one, there was that guy that you hit that just had become kept becoming like smaller and smaller versions of himself until they were little tiny ones. And they would just like, they're like kind of rock guys that would break off and mm-hmm. become multiple guys. I mean, they're still—they're both Konami I've games. I've played a lot so of games where been, slimes do that too. Yeah, I mean, it's—it's—they're both Konami, so it could have been, could easily been like some like an original idea that turned it that became a Castlevania game later, you know, or part of a Castlevania game. Well, in Yoshi, there's that character, the like walking snowball guy. That every time you, he was a boss, but every time you like ground pound, he splits in two. Yeah, he splits in four or whatever. There's a lot of enemies like that in games, so mm. maybe it started here. Yeah, I'm having fun with the original turtles actually, so I, I planned it to. Play it all the way through to the end. I played uh Cowbunga Collection with my nephew, and that was a lot of fun to see his his reaction. We were playing uh, tournament fighters on the Genesis, and you know the Genesis, you know the way it is, the looks and sounds and all that. And he goes to me, he says, "Why are all the sounds all like and you got it, you got it, kid. You might be brand new to the Genesis, but you you nailed it. That's the sound of the Genesis right there. It's the fart noises right there. Yep." Yeah, there's so many games that do have that though. The brown. So did you tell them about the Yamaha sound chip and how it's the same as that <laughs> synthesizer that was around a year or two before? <laughs> I went into deep detail. To my surprise, he said, "Oh yeah, I already know all about that." And he explained to me all about the Yamaha chip. No, but uh, talk yeah, to him it, about that. How the Super fun. Nintendo had a sound card, and that's why it was sounded so much better. <laughs> you told him what it's here. It says you said low memory. Did he kind of does he understand what that means, or is it just kind of like okay, whatever? I just, I just said, well, for for uh, Ninja Turtles two on the NES, he was asking, why do the guys keep flashing and disappearing? And I, I said, uh-huh. low memory. That's it. Okay. You know? <laughs> they can't remember. I don't know can't how remember else where they are. Really it to him. <laughs> they they keep disappearing because they can't remember where they're supposed to be in the game. Right. I mean, you, like I said, you could you could have gone to the options and fixed it. Let, let him let him believe. Yeah, I want to play the original way. Yeah, I, I I automatically fixed everything when I went there. I was like, yes, turn off all the flashing, turn off all the slowdown. That's how I want my uh, re-release old games to be. I want them to look like they originally did, but play better, and play you know play faster or be HD, I guess. 
that type of thing. Maybe on the next play around, but for this first time on each of the games, I just want to have it be the way that it originally was. Which, by the way, I, I noticed on Turtle Time Arcade, there's a lot of clipping in that game. Like, there's when you're fighting some of the bosses, like whole chunks of them just like whole squares just disappear. Oh yeah. So that that game actually looks worse than I remember. Still, it still looks good, but just I was surprised by that. I was noticing a lot of like weird wraparound stuff with Turtles too, also where you kind of see yeah. like the edge of one side yeah. on the on the on the right side, you know, where you come yep. to like all the way to the far on the left, you kind of see your leg on the right side. That was a, a lot of NES games. Did You'll that, see but, like a, but I noticed it a foot soldier's yeah. weapon poke out of the other side, and then you're like, wait, what's that? And then he comes off the, the right side eventually. Right. Yeah. Stuff like that. And I don't remember if it it might have done that for Turtles in Time also, but but you didn't you haven't played through uh, the Super Nintendo Turtles in Time or NES whatever whatever it's called uh Mag- Manhattan, Manhattan Project, Project. yeah uh, that, Manhattan that was... Project no I was going I was trying to play the ones that I was least familiar with first so I went one for those maybe I'll dive in on the others uh, and uh, you know of, of Turtles in Time I just wanted to go for the arcade version the arcades are pretty much are definitely the easiest and the quickest so you can play those in about through in about twenty minutes so it's not a right. like I beat I think I well I think I beat Turtles one in like twenty minutes even online with the slowdown so. The, uh, the arcade, not the NES one, of course. And those ones are real, you know, they're, they're real easy. Like, you, you got a little limited continues. You just strap your controller to an animal and let them run around. and You'll, you'll win. One of those things. Yep. The other thing that I, I did, which I, I may have done this last week, or there was, there was some week when I, when I uh, was, I didn't, I, I didn't have, I, I was on the show for just a minute or so. I didn't have was, a whole lot of time. That was last week. But I think I forgot to mention the last week. Okay. So I forgot, I think I forgot to mention that I swore off my local GameStop forever. Oh no. Oh. How did they hurt you? How did they hurt you, John? <laughs> what did they do? Well, show us on this DS where they touch you. <laughs> <laughs> they I went touch to, my touch you know, I went in every once in a while after work. I was be like, oh, it was kind of a rough day. Maybe I'll just go see what, what, uh, what they have at GameStop. Because it was GameStop right up the road. And uh, every time that I was going in, their their Wii and Wii U section was getting just smaller and smaller. And that's the only thing that I came in there for. Yeah. And uh, last time I went, it was gone. The whole shelf, all the signage and all that stuff, all that was wow. removed. They just don't have Wii or Wii U anymore at this GameStop. So I'm like, I have no reason to come here anymore. I don't want tchotchkes and t-shirts. And, you don't, you, you don't know. want uh, the, whatever they're called? Yes, you, don't, you, don't, you want Funko Pops? You don't want the whole wall of Funko Pops? Yeah, no. There's a large amount of uh, physical Switch games you could buy, I guess. Yeah, but I'd rather, I'd just get the digital, you know? Yeah, I, I don't go to GameStops anymore either, but I mean, not just, just because... Once, uh, you know, once the eShop became a thing, like I just stopped going to game stores. Right. I guess maybe I'm part of the problem. But once, you, once you could get new games at eleven o'clock the night before, it's like why even bother? Like if you buy it at the store, you got to wait till they open, and that might not be till like ten in the afternoon, and you might not get to play until that night. Like fuck that, get it early, play it the night before. Right now, play if I had, uh, you know, like a disc replay or something yeah. nearby, which the disc replay in my neighborhood is is just too far. It's like a 40 minute drive or something like that but if that was here i'd be stopping in all the time and trying to see what they got in this time but i just don't have any reason to go to gamestop anymore at least not this one so that's it i'm saving my time <laughs> to be fair even at the disc replay because i i sw- swung by there today didn't buy anything so it wasn't much worth noting about it but uh the gamecube section moved and got smaller kind of like you were saying it's still there but they might have had 30 games and most of them were sports titles 
I mean, GameCube sections are the smallest, it seems like, because the games are more expensive yeah, yeah. And, and rarer, so you find you find less of them. That's why a lot of them are $100 plus or whatever used. So, yeah, that's kind of what's up with that. I, I, I remember people getting all like, you know, uh, being like all sad about GameStop at closing and all that stuff. I wasn't really that sad because the people at GameStop were always dicks. I don't know. They were always jerks to me about like buying GameCube games and stuff like that. I felt like most of them. There were a couple of them where, where the people were nicer, but most of the time they were pretty shitty. For for any Nintendo fan that came in there, they'd be like, oh, fuck that. You know, I got shit for getting like for, for getting a Beautiful Joe and Wario and WarioWare and stuff like that. Like all games that were great. They just didn't understand it. They just had to be dicks about it. So I feel like everybody was kind of a elitist there anyway. So I don't really miss it that much. So F you GameStop. That's the end of that. Um, we can move on from there, though, right? I would have been playing more turtles if I wasn't if I didn't uh, if I didn't get swept up into this game called Tinykin, which I talked about last week a little bit. I played the demo of it, but I ended up buying the game, and I beat the game. Also, I basically played it every day for like six days, and I and I beat it, and I really enjoyed the game a lot. I, I mentioned before that it's kind of it's kind of like uh, Paper Mario in the way that like your character is a is a um, sprite, is like an HD sprite on a 3D background, mm-hmm. that type of thing, and you're a uh, I forget how, how what exactly you're like from the future and you end up you somehow you end up in this house in the from that's stuck in 1991 but everybody's dead I guess the family's gone and the only people that live there are just like these bugs and like there's all these different characters based on bugs and stuff that exist there and they keep talking about Ardwin Ardwin is like the god or like the fake god which you find out later is like some dude from the future or whatever but um but they keep talking about Ardwin that's why I said I was Ardwin locator because I did find Ardwin finally at the end but it's it's a lot of fun. I've seen people compare it to kind of like a like a like a Pikmin, uh, almost like a Pikmin platformer, which it, which it kind of is. Like you, uh, what's great is it has the funness of Pikmin, like of building up your big squad that follows you, but also you don't lose them. Like they don't accidentally like fall into the lava or the water, or, like drown or die or whatever. Like they don't die. Oh well, I guess the red ones die because they're bombs. You throw them at stuff and they explode and you lose them. So I guess they technically die, but they're the little spirits don't fly away like uh, like the Pikmin do, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're really cool. Like these these uh these tiny kins like do different things. Like the green ones, they create a ladder so they help you get to higher places. Like they kind of like stack on top of each other, and you can climb up them like a rope. Um, the uh, the purple ones, they pick up stuff like like the Pikmin do, and if there's something that needs to get moved, they'll just pick it up and they'll start taking it towards wherever you need to go, and you just kind of have to like build a a pathway to wherever they're going. So if they get stuck, they'll just stop and you have to figure out what it is that's like stopping them and then, you know, create a path for them to go to the next thing. Also, there's a, there's the yellow, there's yellow ones that create ramps that, that can help. They that can have them like you guys can carry their stuff across. Uh, also there's blue ones that, that create like a, an electric, uh, basically connects like electric sockets to, uh, you know, you can, you can connect electricity to, uh, to machines and stuff like that to get them to do things with the blue ones. But it's cool. I had I had a lot of fun with it, and I just uh, I just couldn't stop playing it, and I just kept playing it until it was over. So that's that's what happened. It just it just took hold of me. I was even playing it while I was uh, editing last week's episode. So it was good. It was a good podcast game. I mean, there's not really any uh, voice acting in it until well at the end. Ardwin does actually talk, but but through the rest of the game, it's all just kind of like little noises and stuff. But I did really enjoy the soundtrack. And what I think is really cool about it is like. You know, you have these big giant levels based on like rooms of the house. So you have like the bathroom, like one is the bathroom, like you start off in the living room, like you come in through the through the door and there's like stairs and stuff like that. Uh, but the way it works is like as you go through it, you unlock these like shortcuts, which are basically like these little spider guys that like will throw out a web 
So you can like guide on these webs with your with your soap because you you have a little piece of soap that you can slide around on that helps you move around quicker, and it makes the game like it makes the traversal really fun. And even though these places are really huge, you can easily get from like one area to another, and that's what I really liked about it because you unlock all these like shortcuts. They're either spider webs or um or like shoelaces that you can climb up and down, and they're all over the place. You use those red you use those red exploding uh, tiny can that I was talking about to like blow up. To like, you know, to basically rescue the spider guys that will cr- create, uh, will recreate these shortcuts for you, and then it's really easy for you to get to all these different parts of the level. Even though the level seems super huge, it's like you can just go from one place to another, and it moves really fastly. You know, so I was like, I was really impressed with it, and it's it's just fun. Like, in every, you know, every level is its own like puzzle, like trying to figure out what you need to do to like get to the next thing, and it's basically it's similar to Pikmin where you have to you're basically trying to build the time machine that's going to take you back to where you came from. So you have to find these different things that are basically household items. Like you just get like scissors and, and stuff like that to build like this time machine. And then it'll take you back. So each, so each level you're looking for a specific thing, but there's side missions where you can find other stuff. And there's, and there's references to various things. Like there's a, there's a part where you meet up with uh, Jack and Rose, like these two insects that are obviously from Titanic. And you have to bring, mm-hmm. you have to bring Jack a door and you have to bring Rose a, a paint, like a, a drawing of Rose of that of that insect, like a like a pencil drawing. And then you get you get a wedding ring for it. You get like this the the ring of eternity. It's like a metal ring that you can. And there's like a there's a museum where it displays all the stuff that you collect and all that. And it has like you know kind of cool like Pikmin descriptions of it because they don't actually know what it is, so they describe like how they look at it, like like all that sort of good writing and stuff like that. I was just really I was really blown away blown away by it, and it was like a. I think it's like I think it was like twenty five bucks or something. I think I spent probably like ten hours on it, maybe. But it was, uh, yeah, I had a great time with it. You can get achievements for like collecting. There's these little things called pollen that you collect, and you can use pollen to create the more bubbles. Bubbles are what you use when you float through the air. So if you have a mm-hmm. more amount of bubbles, you can float longer. So you can float from like one area to another. There's a bunch like every every level has a puzzle based around like how many bubbles you have. And they'll tell you also, like, they'll like, well, you need three bubbles to beat this, this thing. So you won't like, you'll know what you have to do. So then you, you know, I felt like it doesn't really cheat you in any way. And there's no combat to it. It's all just, it's all just jumping around. It's, it's all like uh, 3d platforming and it runs really well, you know, even that, well, I, w- I would say like in the final level, which the final level is really cool. It's basically like the kid's room. So it's filled with like toys and stuff, but it's like a carnival. Like it's basically a carnival, but but with all these like plastic toys that the kid has, and there's this giant like dragon in the middle of the room that you kind of like connect all the spider webs to that you can slide to, and that kind of like ties everything together. And there are a couple times where it gets a little framey in there. I did notice that it was that it was slowing down, but that was a, and I and I don't really notice that stuff. I'm not really that much of a frame rate person, but I did kind of notice a little bit that it got a little slow there. But it didn't, you know, it wasn't to where I couldn't play it, you know, and and, and the game never like froze up or anything like that. And, and I I just kept playing it until I beat it, just because it was it was too much fun. I just couldn't I couldn't put it down, I guess. And I would just I would I basically like beat like a room per session, so it would take me like a couple like two or three hours, whatever, to get through one thing. And I would end up staying la- staying up later than I planned to, just because I wanted to find like the next thing. It was like that sort of like drive to. But uh, you you can download the demo. There's a demo of it that lets you play the whole first level on there. You can play the the living room, which is like pretty big. You can play through that. The unfortunate thing is, you do actually have to play through it again if you buy the if you buy the regular one. So, the demo does not carry into the game, which I was like kind of upset about. But let, once again, the game was really fun to play, so I didn't really care. I didn't mind just playing through that 
again, and I was doing it while I was editing, so I didn't really pay that. It's like, I was like, well, I know where to go now, so it'll be quicker, you know? And, and there was like a little, there's a couple extra stuff that wasn't on the demo, you know, that was, that was there now, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely really recommend checking it out. It kind of, it reminds me a lot of like the chibi robo feel where you're this tiny thing inside of this giant house. Like that's where I kind of got the, where the, where the chibi robo feel from. And Jeremy mentioned it last week. The main character kind of looks like a Jonan Vasquez, like drawing, which, uh, Oh yeah, uh, which totally. I, I like that too. Like mm-hmm. like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac or yeah, Evader yeah. Zim, like that type of thing, which is cool. Yeah, I like the art style of it a lot. And yeah, it's it's just great. It's a good game. Like it's definitely it's solid. And I, I like it's it was the perfect thing for me to go to after like playing fifty hours of Xenoblade Chronicles three to just play this like <laughs> game that's not that long, but it's you know, it was fun. It's like I, I don't have to put that much effort into it. I mean there's there's still challenging like jumps and all that, but it doesn't get it doesn't get annoying. Like when you like when you try to climb up a thing and you fall and you have to like come back and it never really like was frustrating to me. And what's great about it is actually if you're really high in the room and you fall and you just let yourself fall and die, you'll just automatically come back where you were. So you don't have to like find your way back there. So and also it, it auto saves like crazy. Like there's no save at all. It's just all auto. Like everything is auto saved. So like if you're game, you know, at any time whenever you die, it'll it'll come back to whatever platform you were standing on last, which is pretty insane. Like their their auto save was really really good on it. So it's like, and you don't even have to like save it when you quit. It's just saves all the time. It's the future of video games, kids. It's weird. It's weird to like not have not have to like hit save or anything. It's just just does it. Just does it on its own. You know, it's it's, it's wild. How close would you say it is to Pokemon on a scale of like one to ten? Ten is the most po- or not Pokemon. Pokemon? Uh, I would say it's definitely Pikmin. not like Pokemon. I'm, I'm going to say Pikmin. <laughs> it's definitely not by Pokemon. To Pik- like Pokemon. To Pikmin. So ten, 10 is the most Pikmin. Where, where does this game fall on that scale? I think I think it's the only real similarity to Pikmin is that you're collecting that you're collecting little characters that can help you do things. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's not you're not like managing them as much. I, also, a really cool thing that it does is whenever you enter a new room, they they basically there's a there's a weird there's a rule that they said in the game. That the tiny kin, they are they're only native to like one room. So like you you may collect like a hundred tiny kin in one room, but when you exit the room, they don't go with you. They they only stay in this room. So then when you go to the next room, you have zero again. So then that creates this new like challenge of you rebuilding your your tiny kin. So it's not like you get a hundred of them and you'll just have a hundred of them through the whole game. You have to build them for each room. And when you leave the room and you come back, you'll still have whatever number you had when you were in there. You just can't take them to the next room. So they had so they had a cool mechanic with that, but I would say it's only it's only similar, which is basically like collecting them and having them carry stuff. But it, but it's, it's like I said, it's, it's like Pikmin minus the annoying parts of it. Like the stuff about Pikmin, I was annoyed with is like trying to manage your Pikmin and like you know trying to f- attack a guy and fucking up and accidentally losing forty of them, and then you have to spend the next day rebuilding your Pikmin army. You know, like that type of thing. You don't have to do that. And it's pretty much impossible for you to lose them. It's pretty cool, like the ones that build the bridges and the and the ramps and stuff. If you press the X button, you can kind of like do the whistle, and they'll come to you no matter where they are in the stage. Like if you put one on a ramp oh, that's, that's, nice. that's like way off on the fucking distance, you just hit X, and then they're all back. So if you accidentally left them somewhere, they'll just come to you. And it really helps for those ones that you stack as like a as like a ladder, you know. Because you might like, because you'll stack them and then you'll jump to the next thing and you'll stack again, stack again, and they'll just move from wherever they were to where you are now. And you can see them move across the map too. It's cool. Like if you jump like from a really far area, and then you start building the ladder again, you see them like jump from where they're at, and you can see them like flying to you. So it's so it's neat. 
but I guess it was, I guess the Pikmin similarity, I don't know, like three or four, maybe, I guess. I'd say like half Pikmin. I, I was getting kind of a half Pikmin, half Chibi Robo from it. But it's all, I mean, it's also its, its own its own creative thing, you know. And I just, I, I thought all the characters were written really well. Like it was, you know, it kept me, like I, I couldn't put it down. Like I just kept playing it until it was done. And I kind of wish there was more after that. But, you know, <laughs> it was just, but it was also nice to have just like a little, like a smaller game that was just like, it was just like super tight and compact. And when you're done with it, you're like, yeah, that was nice. You know, it's not like, it doesn't overstay its welcome. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like cheated. I didn't feel like it was too short. You know, I felt like I got a lot of fun out of it. And, you know, yeah, it was a, it was, it was my thing for the week. I just, uh, I just kind of abandoned all the other games and it just, it just played that game, but it's cool. I think, like I said, check out the demo. It's a, you can, you can get a, you can get like about two or three hours out of the demo for free just for that first level. But I, I highly recommend buying it. If, if you enjoy the demo at all, you should check out, check out the whole thing. Cause there's a lot more, a lot more like that. And the levels seem to get more, like more and more complicated as you go. Like the bathroom, that bathroom one was pretty, was pretty interesting. There's like all these like uh, stacks of toilet paper everywhere that you have to jump on, and and you come in like through a toilet, which is pretty funny. <laughs> you like go, and you come like into the bowl and like come out of the bowl, and you can flush it too. There's like a flush on the top that you can walk on it, and every time you walk over it, it makes a flush noise. There's there's all there's all sort of fun fun uh, details in there like that. But that was my pick of the week. But um because uh because we had like a uh, Labor Day off and all that. Well, just did. I mean, you know, I don't work regular schedule. We uh, we decided that we were going to try to play some of the Stardew Valley two player, and it's pretty cool. It actually got me into Stardew Valley. Finally, <laughs> I was actually finally. enjoying it. Now, yeah, we 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 played it together, and I actually got farther. I mean, I got farther with Jess than I got with anybody else on that in that game. Even nice. even even our Nintendo main one that we did. Even my own single player, which I, I went back actually went back to my own farm after I played with Jess, and I did not even get past spring. I was I was on like the twentieth day of spring, like that's as far as I got on the original release of Stardew Valley. I guess it just it just did not it it did not vibe with me at all when it came out. Like I just yeah. I think I was just not in the mood for uh, farming games, and I still I still hate the fishing mechanics. I think that was a big thing that like threw me off of it to begin with because I really like fishing in games, and I just don't like the way the fishing works in that game. I, like I don't mind. Yeah, you uh, get better with yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, it's, like your fishing skills improve, and you change your lures, and you get better rods and stuff. And yeah, I, I, I'm still, I'm still fishing with the bamboo one, so I don't really know. But yeah. I just, I don't like yeah, the get a better rod. I just don't like the way it controls. Like it, I, I'm used to fishing being like the relaxing thing that you do in a game, not something that frustrates me. And the way that the fishing is so far is something that frustrates me. So I just don't really bother with it that much, or I'll just do it and it just doesn't work, and I'm like, okay, whatever, and then I go do something else. In a game where it kind of feels like time's always the essence, I don't know if fishing will ever be relaxing in Stardew Valley. Yeah. Why? Because you always, uh, I mean, you have, you got time, you know, a uh, limited time every day to do stuff. And if you, sure. uh, when the clock's done, you just pass out and it's done. I actually didn't, well, I didn't get to that part. I, I, I have not passed out yet. I think, well, just did a couple times just because they got caught in a cutscene, which is annoying. I heard of that. I heard that happening to people online. Yeah. When you're trying to get home and you don't have much energy left, and then all of a sudden you get stuck in a cutscene, and then when the cutscene ends, your character automatically passes out. <laughs> that mm-hmm. that happened. But it. But yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's. You know, we've been having fun with it. Uh, we. You know, we bought a chicken coop. Finally, just got that today. Bought a chicken. I know that's an easy way to get money. 
Uh, we got we both got backpacks. I've been I've been mining a lot. I made it to I made it to level forty on my on my farm, but I haven't gotten there. I think I got to like twenty five or thirty on this one. But yeah, we just we've been playing co op just between the two uh between our two switches. I I heard you can do split screen now, but we've just been doing where I play on the TV cool. and just plays on the handheld. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Like we've uh yeah we've been really enjoying it. We played it like way late yesterday. Like we played it for too long for long for long hours. But yeah, it actually got me brought 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 me back to my original farm. Astopia to see what was happening there. <laughs> I laughed uh, that I uh, when that was what it was called. I was like, really? I called it that? Wow. I feel it could be a good uh, it was like sort five of like years a, ago. an Animal Crossing uh, replacement. I I don't know if just plays it as often anymore, but um, yeah, there's there's stuff to do in Stardew, you know. Strong similarities there. Well, I bought yeah. Whenever I whenever I went to Iowa for that shoot, I got I got Stardew Valley for just to play while I was gone. That's an extra game, you know. And so were they playing it already before yeah. you did try? Yeah, I saw. I saw that Jess was playing it, and I was like, "Hey, we should try the co-op." And it actually, it didn't work at first. I had to like restart it because because we couldn't find mm-hmm. we couldn't find it. But then I had to like restart everything. Then it showed up, and then we were right on there, and we just started from scratch, and you know, started just knocking every, you know, cutting everything down, and doing like one of us would farm or one of us would go to the mine, and it's a. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's a fun. It's a fun two-player game. Get those sprinklers; they're valuable. I don't. I don't. I don't like them yet. You get better ones, right? Because the sprinklers right now they only do they only do four. The ones you that really I want get, the iridium ones; they're the best. But like, yeah. I I don't mind the ones that do eight, which is the it's like deluxe sprinkler. I can't remember what yeah. it's called, but because I, I, I got level is. I, I got the one that, that one's fine. I got the one that does four for my regular farm, and I just didn't. I wasn't impressed with it. Like I actually just. I didn't make another one, but if there's if they make ones that do better than that, then I'll do it. But the one that I had, I was like, well, this sucks. It, it only does four four spots, so it's not worth it. But I'm only able to make one right now. But I know there's this whole other thing. Like a lot of it for me, just because I don't really know anything about the, this game, I was just constantly like just looking on my phone, like Stardew Valley blank, Stardew Valley this. Like how do you do this? How do you equip shit? Because I couldn't even figure out how to. Yeah. Because that's like a whole separate menu. There's just all this like there's all this stuff to it to just like trying to just figure out like try, like I was like how do you put fucking bait on your on your fishing pole like turns out I don't have the right fishing pole to do that you know but it's it took me a few pages to read through before I figured that out so it's very dense and there's a lot to it so it's like but I actually just played it I played it with Jess all day and then I played it on my regular on my regular farm after that and I made it into like summer and I and I started doing some of the you know I was do, I remember Jeremy talking about the community center so I was trying to like do as much as that, as that as I could do right off the bat. And I did like four or five of them and they, and they give you a ton of like extra seeds and stuff for free. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I know, you know, Hit that mines I know too. Huh? Hit the mines. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, that's what I've been doing mostly there. Yep. Is, is doing the mines. Yeah. The mines and the, and just like focus on the seasonal crops, just get as many as you can, like go in and give those sprinklers. And after a while you, you're just like, You've got something making money for you, and you can feel a little more free to explore mm-hmm. as your crops grow. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of extra stuff that opens later, like as as you go, you know. Yep, the community center opens up like a, a lot more of the map. Yeah, I saw. I saw like it, it said like you could activate the mine carts or like uh, fix some of the bridges and stuff like that for like the mine carts are amazing. That'll change the whole game. I wondered about about how much that how much that did. 
It's one of the most important upgrades, I would say. I don't want to say that much about it because you two already know much more than I than I do about Stardew Valley. But it was we just figured out that it's really fun to play play two player. So co op is great, <laughs> and we just we were just like playing it all day and just be like, yeah. And it's and it's just like you know day after day after day, and it's like the next day you want to do whatever, and it's just get caught in that loop of like, what am I gonna do next day? So yeah, it's been fun. I heard the I heard the eggs are you can get some decent money from the eggs and also the uh, the machine that makes that stuff that I won't mention because Jess hates it but you know the the white the white substance uh, creator <laughs> that you can make gotcha that you put on sandwiches that one I heard and the, the void version of it and you can make some decent stuff off of that because you'll get these black chickens that lay black eggs and then when you make it oh. out of those it's it's the void version and it's worth more. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't even know about that. No, I, I, I know there's, I know, you know, like pretty much all there is to know about it. That's what I'm saying. I don't need to say that much because you know about what Stardew Valley is. I'm just saying that we we had fun with it finally after like seven years or however long the switch has been out five years for five years. Finally, <laughs> I finally played some Stardew Valley. Just, just hit five and a half years, uh, three days ago. As of this recording, I just wanted to jump on my farm and see how far I had gotten. I found out that I had barely done anything, but you can, you know, once you kind of know what you what you're doing, you can do other shit. But uh, I I pre-ordered I preloaded Splatoon three. I did that like f- uh, multiple days ago. I think I did that on Friday, and they have double coins, so I got six bucks back. So I guess I got it for fifty four instead of sixty nice. technically. So there you go. Splatoon three is ready to rock. I got that. I survived through the wrestling weekend. I actually ended up working on Sunday, so I had like a full day of working and wrestling back to back. So it was it was long. It was like a, it was from like eight a.m. to eleven p.m. or something like that. Wow! But uh, but yeah, um, the the pay per view was pretty good. I don't know. I I just have to mention it. Have any of you seen anything about the backstage antics of, of no, AEW yet? No. It's been like blowing up like crazy. So, so something particular happened at this show. Well, okay, so like. So, the, you know, the pay-per-view is the pay-per-view. Like, uh, whatever. CM Punk, like, fought for the world heavyweight belt, which he had before and gave up, and now he has it again. I don't really care. I don't care about CM Punk. I never watched him wrestle before, so I'm just kind of tired of seeing him. But he won again, you know, surprise, surprise. But but the the weird, the, the thing that happened is apparently they had, like, a media scrum afterwards where they, like, did interviews with the wrestlers and all that, mm-hmm. like, right after the show. And uh, they were interviewing CM Punk, and Tony Khan was like sitting right next to him, and he just starts. Uh, somebody asked him about uh, about uh, Colt Cabana, which I think he he calls him whatever his regular name is, which is Scott something. Anyway, um, I guess there was some sort of backstory. Colt Cabana's from Chicago as well. Um, he's a. Uh, I actually knew you know he was an AEW. He's did a bunch of indie wrestling stuff before that. But apparently him and I guess him and CM Punk tried to like sue a doctor from WWE together and something happened mm-hmm. from that where Colt Cabana claimed that he like screwed him over and he didn't pay him enough on it. And some reporter asked him about that and he just started just like going off on Colt Cabana and then he was going off on wrestlers from AEW and saying that like he was wrestling with all these young losers and all this stuff. And he's just like just saying all this shit about the company with like the owner like sitting right next to him. And just watch the video. Just watch, like, Tony Khan's reactions to it. And Tony Khan's, like, already a pretty extreme person. Like, I mean, he's very, you know, he's very excited. He's very over the top about everything. You would think that he's, like, on some sort of crazy cocaine, like, all the time. But uh, it's just just watching him react to 
CM Punk is just is just interesting. And apparently he said enough stuff that pissed people off and something happened and there was an all out brawl in the in the locker room afterwards. Uh-oh. Where apparently CM Punk's like trainer like bit Kenny Omega and like threw a chair at one of the young bucks and they were like fighting for like a half hour or something. It's ridiculous. I'm just like I just like fell into this rabbit hole of or this, you know, of all this shit about the it's like that and that and that other um it's like that and the and that movie shit is like all you see on the internet but uh, it's but it, yeah there's like this rabbit hole of CM Punk and there and, it is yeah and now now they're saying that uh now they're saying that like that they might get like suspended like CM Punk and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and I'm like this is going to be weird because these are like probably the four biggest wrestlers in AEW and they all got new belts like on the pay-per-view like the you know the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega got the trios belts and like can and like you know CM Punk like just got the world belt again, so it'd be really weird for them to not show up. But it'd also be kind of strange if they just suspended like their, you know, what's considered like their biggest talent out of that. I don't know. I just had to talk about that for a minute because it's just kind of like I don't know. Look it up. It's a it's its own thing. It's interesting to see like a lot of people are like fuck CM Punk. A lot of people are like yeah CM Punk whatever. Um, I don't know, but he definitely he definitely lays it down there. Like watch you. I mean, it's on the AW youtube still like you can watch the whole thing yeah, of him just like looking at it right now of him just saying whatever he says about uh adam page and, and colt cabana except he, he calls him he calls colt cabana what his real name is but yeah uh that's what happened there was no uh there was no announce of a release date of aw fight forever but but, oh, this, damn. but still all this shit and and i did there was another video i saw of chris jericho coming out and saying under his breath there's some shit happening in the back and you can hear it. Like I listened to it in the video. Like he comes over and says to Tony, Tony's like, Hey Tony's like, dude, you gotta go. You gotta go in the back. There's, there's shit happening and you can hear it. So it's like, yeah, that's what's going on with that. Fun wrestling news. <laughs> no, no meltdown, no fight forever stuff. But yeah, it's like, uh, I just can't believe like he just like took a bite out of Kenny Omega. Like what? Like what is happening here? <laughs> and he's not even one of the wrestlers. He's just like his trainer or whatever. I don't know. It's like, you know, these guys, like, they spend so much time, like, building, like, building their bodies up and all that to, like, to fake fight each other. I'm sure they have all sorts of, like, crazy rage, like, in there. Well, I mean, I don't know. Mm. They probably just, I mean, they're pretty, you know, even though they try their best to, like, you know, fake fight and not hurt each other, I'm sure they could, like, actually beat the shit out of each other if they really wanted to. Like, if it wasn't scripted or a work or whatever, you know, I don't know. I find it interesting. Look it up. (laughs) Look it up. See what's happening. We'll tune in on Wednesday to see, see what the fuck happens with that. That's good for me. Cool. Uh, I was, as I mentioned last week, as this is me actually in between two of my trips I was taking for my vacation this year. So I just got back from a camping simulator 2022. It seemed very realistic. Um, yeah, I went camping with Shauna and uh, we took her van. She's We're been in working the van. on that. She, yeah. yeah, she could, she's been converting this van for a while. So we actually took it and, uh, slept in it and kind of camped out of it but we also had a little tent down around a couple of our friends that were there and we made some new friends and it was like a three days three nights of music and and uh just basically really relaxing just sitting around drinking beer a lot that's what i did a lot of the time and ate food like just whatever the vendors were selling i didn't really make food this year and it was nice it was very relaxing and uh so yeah i didn't really have a lot of time to play video games but um I did see some video game related stuff there. Yeah, and you shared it to the Slack, and it was very weird out of context. Because I, I didn't have it in my head that you were at a hippie music festival, but you're just sending photos of 
an Indo sign done with the, the Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, the Luigi bong. Yes, the Luigi bong. The thing that I just like, for whatever reason, I just was, I think I was like nice and toasty at that point in time when I saw it. The Luigi and, uh, bong is like, like nightmare fuel. It's, 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 it a, really is. It looks like the actual, like, uh, physical creation of, of that Dolly program. Like if you type in oh, Luigi uh, Bong, like this is oh, what you get, good, but it exists in real life. If you were to type Luigi Bong, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks like. It looks like the fucking Dali picture. It looks like it's not even real. Like that doesn't actually exist. Like it, like some sort of artificial intelligence created that that scary ass thing. I mean, you know, this I, I have to give credit where credit is due, and this is a handmade piece of blown glass, and that's not easy, especially sure, when yeah. you're doing all these different colors and stuff. But Obviously, you know, this is an official Nintendo licensed product, so eh, I think there could be more quality checks. And Nintendo doesn't make bongs? What? <laughs> also, it was like $150, so it's like, okay, well, handcrafted. at least not like have a mental breakdown when I see him in the dark or whatever, you know. Gotta pay the artist for that uh, for that beautiful picture. I mean, yeah, no, I, I know black glass blowing is pretty fucking hard to do, but it, it is, is it, but uh, it is it's just kind of funny. Art. Like I said, I saw because th- that the the Luigi Bong was at the place that had all the like the uh, stash containers, which is like the uh, they'll take like a can of WD forty and hollow it out, and then put like a place place for you to hide like your uh, like your uh, like candy and stuff. Like if you want to take candy into the movie theater or whatever, and it's, I think that's pretty much all people use that for. But um, <laughs> not 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 for hiding other things. I don't think so. Not I don't know what else you'd fit in there. It's a very small container, maybe about it could hold maybe about an eighth of candy, maybe like of weed. An ounce or so of candy. I mean weed's legal here. I think we could talk about it. I know it is. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. I mean you could you, um, you can go to the you can just walk into the store and buy it. Well, I mean well the the weed stores, but still. But I'm just saying like it was a fun time. I made I made like a lot I like talked with a lot of people. I just had a really good time and it was one of the most laid back. Because I went last year as well, but this year, I was just feeling a little more on point with my anxiety issues and stuff. So um, I just had a better time this year than last year. And uh, I was wearing a lot of video game stuff because that's what I do. And every time I'd wear a video game shirt, like I would get stopped by at least two or three people that wanted to talk about it. Like, oh, I remember that game or, you know, this, that and the other. Um, I got to explain what ukulele was to somebody because I was wearing a ukulele shirt and they were like... Uh, Oh, I was like, it was made by Rare, blah, blah, this, that, and the other. I mean, did you tell them that, I mean, what did you tell them about the quality of the game in the end? I mean, I <laughs> I, I mean, I own the game and I own the shirt, so that's all I need to know. Um, and then the Mario World, uh, you know, that Mario World tank yet that I have, oh, that tank top made by a Studio Pin Pin, which really cool watercolor artists that do a lot of video game and other nerdy type of art. And uh, I wore my Sonic shirt and I was getting a what was I getting? I was just looking. I was at one of the food trucks looking at what they had for sale, and a guy was standing there with his son. I, I at least I think it was his son. Like, because he's like, look over there. That's the best game ever made. And I'm just kind of like not really paying attention. And then I, suddenly I realize he's talking to his son about my Sonic shirt. I end up having this fairly long conversation with him about he how he used to have the Sega Saturn, and he had all the these games he started listening like he had Panther Dragon Saga like he was he I wasn't asking him what he had he just was telling me and he was listening to all these games and he's like then I had all these games for Dreamcast I think he mentioned Skies of Arcadia and he's like 
I had the full uh, Sega CD with the with the Genesis with the 32x that whole setup, and he just like was going on and on about it. And he's like, I was really really wanting to uh, have it ready for my kids. You know, when they grew up, I could be like, Hey, check this out, or you know, whenever they were old enough to play it, like, Hey, check out these old games. But apparently, he and his wife split up, and then uh, they were still kind of friends, or they were co-parenting. But she came over because he asked her to come over and clean his house he would pay her and then when she did it she stole all the video games oh that's horrible gotta sell them to pay yeah. for uh, it was really sad divorce stuff he was like well low, i guess that low. was he was like i guess that was the price of the divorce was the video games hmm. <laughs> but yeah it was like, I, was like, oh, I was like you i was like not to twist the knife but you know that's worth a lot now right and he's like yes i know i know what it's worth i've looked it up and he had just was talking about how he'd meticulously stored all the game cases separately in like a box and all the games oh, were in like a, a binder, you know, with the page, you know, so all the discs were kept safe. Yep. She but yeah, that was the- yeah. She did it not just for, <laughs> for money, but to drive a knife in his heart. That's terrible. I think so, yeah. He, he seemed like a nice guy, but I don't know what their relationship was like. Yes. Who knows what's actually there in the story of all that, but yeah, obviously the guy like uh, had a lot brought back to him by seeing this shirt. I'm just like, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I'll also just want to kind of be like, don't watch the movie. It'll make you feel even worse. The Sonic movie? Yeah. The second one was okay. But anyway, uh, other than that, just a lot of Elden Ring. Um, well, not a lot. I played a little bit while I was like packing up my suitcase and everything. Just kind of like back and forth on Wednesday. Or no, we recorded Wednesday. Thursday, I worked all day. And then when I got off work, I... I had to pack up, but I sort of played a little bit of video games, but we had to get up early Friday to leave. So then I drove the van up there and just got back yesterday. And then I'm leaving tomorrow morning and I'm hoping to play a bunch of video games on the way down to Dollywood, which is where we're heading this week. This week. That should be fun. Yeah. Tennessee. I mean, that's a pretty long drive. We've, we've been, we've been down there a couple of times. I think it took us like seven or eight hours at least. Well, I mean, yeah, well, this will be eight or nine hours. So, I mean, you're closer. I've got so. I mean, you're you're souther than I am, so you should be a little bit closer. Yeah, it'll probably be about eight hours. Uh, I've got my switch all charged up. I want to play. I haven't decided what exactly I want to play yet. I'll probably play some Calabunga Collection. Probably, maybe try to play some Xenoblade Definitive Edition. I don't know how that'll look on the small screen, but I am going to bring my dock in case anybody wants to play some uh some switch i don't know if we'll have time for it but it's not that much more to just bring the dock to and i might bring my laptop and if i do that then i'm going to be playing elden ring while i move across the road can you but my that? game of the week my pick of the week is touching grass is this get out there camp Camp camping's great i love camping oh you mean actually actually touching grass not a grace yes can, can you actually play games in the car like I, i've gotten to the point where i get i get too nauseous like trying to trying to watch things on my phone or even read my phone in the car it makes me sick so i've never so tried I can't, I can't play um, games in the car anymore i've never tried playing a game on a laptop but i have successfully played stuff on a switch in a car in a train on a plane in a book in a nook i can play on a plane i mean planes are easy but in cars for some reason it, it makes me sick well one thing you gotta do is like you can't play video games while you drive so that's probably part of the reason yeah well i'm not driving but oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's let's take a break and come back and talk about news and stuff. Oakley, Oakley. 
Hey, hey you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! talk about the news for the week first off we got a decent amount of uh, games coming out this week jojo's bizarre adventure all-star battle r is out right now you get a demo of it i actually downloaded the demo but i haven't played it yet i heard it's not great it hasn't it hasn't got great reviews but it looks good is it a fighting game yeah it's a fighting game it, it looks it looks a lot like uh street fighter 4 like that same style which i was intrigued by by that because it kind of looks like it but they said it like has i don't know has decent characters but doesn't have the depth of most fighting games from what i read but i mean I'll, I'll try the demo at some point uh disney's dreamlight valley i know everybody's been waiting for that one the the, the uh cheapest version of it is out for 29.99 there's like three different versions temtem which is like a pokemon uh like game which actually was supposed to come out like a long time ago i actually almost got a code for it for a review for a review i mean i would have got it if i asked for it but uh but yeah it's and now it's finally out i mean i guess people said it was all right but what i think is actually cool is a game called BPM Bolts Per Minute, and it's a and it's a first-person shooter game that is also a rhythm game. So you have to like you're like shooting people, but you actually have to shoot them to the rhythm. It's it's kind of like what if what if uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer was a first-person shooter? Is what it looks like. Like I watched videos of it, so I'm pretty I'm intrigued by that one. It's coming out the day before Splatoon three, so I don't know how many people are going to get it based on that release, but. I'm always interested in weird first-person shooter games, so and I think it's on. It's just like three bucks off or something like that. It's on sale. I thought about maybe getting it, but I don't know. There's a game called The Gallery, which I put on there for John because it's a FMV game. Another one coming out for fourteen ninety-nine. Splatoon three, of course, coming out this Friday. I just went ahead and preloaded it because I just wanted to take care of it because I'll jump right onto it. 
I saw there was some stuff leaked about it, about the single player or whatever, but I didn't look at it because I don't want to see any of it. But that seems to happen in any, any of the big Nintendo games. They they seem to leak shit, but I'm excited to play it, jump back into that Squid World. I haven't played Splatoon 2 since I said last week that I was going to try to get to level 30. I missed. A, I was going to stream it the other night. I was just too tired by the time I got around to it. Uh, there's a game called Haiku the Robot that looks cool. looks like a Metroidvania, 1999. I like the style of it. Skycadia. It's like this combination of Skies of Arcadia together. It's not really like that. It looks like a Star Fox type game that kind of has like PlayStation 1 graphics. I just thought it looked interesting. It's coming out for 1999 this week. But the big, the big news, I guess, for the week, and this is kind of the news for last week, but I don't know if we actually talked about it. Did we talk about it specifically being based ar- again around the uh, GameCube remasters for Switch? I mean, this was a rumor before the Switch even came out. This was yeah. like some Emily Rogers shit, if you remember. <laughs> she was talking about that like crazy. Before the switch, people wanted GameCube on the when, the when the switch was revolution, you know, or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, yeah, people were like she kept saying that for a fact there was GameCube remasters happening, or not even. I think it was just Game GameCube Virtual Console, that's what she called it, because nobody had even heard of like Nintendo Switch Online or anything like that yet. It was Nintendo NX. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I for one, I still don't really believe that we'll actually get a direct just because Nintendo's been so weird about not having directs lately and just and just piecemealing information and all that. I would love for a direct to happen next week, but I wouldn't put money on it. Like I don't think it's necessarily going to happen. They might just like do a bunch of mini trailers again. But I also I wouldn't be upset if they did re-release some GameCube games because GameCube is one of my favorite Nintendo systems. So, I'm not mad about that. I want I want a I want a uh, HD version of of F0 GX. I think that game's one of the best games ever. So, do that. I would do. Uh, I know we talked. We talked last week about like Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. I those games are too new to me because I played them on Wii U. I don't see myself rebuying those. But of course, if the Metroid Prime thing is real, of course I'm going to buy that game because I love that game. Yeah, I'll buy that again. And and even if Pikmin one and two come out, especially two. Like I, I like Pikmin two a lot. I think that's still my favorite one out of all three of them. I would get that one. One is still a little rough around the edges because of like the because of like the time limit on the days and all that. And you have to if you want to do it right, you basically have to like make a plan for each day and it's not as fun. But two was the one where they relaxed it where you don't have like a time limit. Like you can do as many days as you want. What's great about two is they had dungeons that had no time at all. Like you could go underground and you could spend however much time in there and you didn't have to worry about the sun setting, which was really cool. And the second one was more about finding weird shit. Like you can buy like Game Boy cartridges and like uh, and like GameCube like discs and stuff like that. Like they they kind of made it more like let's do like little Nintendo stuff inside of it. And plus it had really cool multiplayer uh, co op stuff. And on there, yeah, they introduced that for the first time in the second one. And I, I just like that one. And and yeah, it had like the they added like the weirder Pikmin, like the rock ones that are like heavier that break stuff. And yeah, that was that was my favorite one. So I would get I would definitely get that one again. Not to mention. You know the, of course, uh, John would say like Chibi Robo and, and stuff like that. But yeah, go go for it. Bring bring those uh, bring those uh, Switch games or not Switch. Bring those GameCube games back, especially like stuff like uh, they should do like Fire Emblem because I know that game's really expensive on GameCube. Make it so people can actually get it because I think that's a hundred plus if you're trying to get it. Or of course, can't forget it, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Re-release that fucker yeah, already. Yeah. Come on. My my disc has a scratch on it and I can't play it, so I have not been able to. In the many times that I wanted to return to that game, I can't, unless I want to shell out like seventy bucks or something at least, like to play it again. And I don't want to do that. I just want to play the game, you know. 
Well, not for that much. I don't know who see who knows what they'll if they are like remasters or re-releases what they'll sell them for. But I, you know, I, I like the idea of it, so I, I'll hold on to hope of that actually happening at some point. But well, we will see. I'm sure. I'm sure like I was saying before we started recording again that it's going to happen like when we're not. It's going to happen like later this week or something since we're recording early mm-hmm. on this. So yeah, this is an early recording. So if anything happens after this. Now you know why it happened was because we recorded early, and that's why we didn't talk about it yet. We'll talk about it next week. How do you? What do you think about this new two D Mario rumor? That's not. Have you have you seen this? It's like a two D Mario, but it's not a new Super Mario Brothers. Oh, now they're saying it's not a. Oh, okay. No, I I thought they were supplying another new Super Mario Bros, which w- would never surprise me ever. Yeah. No, actually, I like this because they said it was good, that it was a two D Mario, but it's but it's like going to be in a completely different style. Okay. Is, is is what I heard, which is you know what I'm fine with them dropping the new Super Mario Brothers games. I think we did enough of those. We should go on to something else. But what I what I think would be really cool is if they returned to the art style of Super Mario World because we didn't get that art style for very much stuff, like just that game really, and and Mario Maker one and two. So go back to that and make some cool games that are HD and then that is, is my is my vote. But weirdly, also in this article, it says that. That Spike from Wrecking Crew, not the Spike that we know and love that throws spikes at you, the other Spike, will be in this new game. Which makes it sound like maybe it's related to the movie, because Spike is supposed to be in there too. I don't know. That would actually make sense. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah, I always think, when I when I hear Spike, I always think of Spike. You know, the, the new Spike that you've seen, and all the other and all the other ones. The guy that, he spits up the big, the big rolly Spikey yeah. thing and throws it at you. Hence, hence the name Spike. But I mean, if they make a 2D Mario that's not new Super Mario Brothers, I'm into that. Also, speaking of like re-releasing things, why don't they re-release the Wii one? They never did that ever, the four-player one, and make it online. I thought the game was pretty fun. That is interesting that they've never re-released that. You're right. Not even on Wii U as a virtual console, which is strange. Because I think I might have sold that at some point. I don't think I have it, and I wanted to wanted to play it again. Because I did. I always liked the the console ones better than the handheld ones. But yeah, that's a that's another rumor happening. Um, there's a, it's not really a news thing, but they added some, uh, some specific like NES themed icons to Nintendo Switch Online. They're, they're there now or they're getting added soon? Oh, they're there. I checked them out yesterday. Okay. Like, uh, if, if you want some 8-bit Marios or, there's some weird ones. Like, there's some, there's some like, uh, characters from like tennis and baseball and stuff like that that are just like random players that you can use as your, uh. As your icon that's on there, but they got you know got the regular guys as well. But it's like you know good good uh, straight up eight bit stuff you can get on there for whatever amount of points. I've been pretty I've been getting a lot of those. I, I, well, they've been doing new like Xenoblade ones like every week, so I've been trying to buy a bunch of those. So I've been keeping up with it. But yeah, you can do them right now. You can go get them. I mean, if you have whatever points you get, which if you play your Switch at all, you'll automatically get like three fourths of the mission stuff pretty much or two fours like just playing it and having it back up is like is like two missions a week and playing online is another one and then there's like i think one of them's like play mario 3 or something like that you get extra points for that on uh, nes mm. so there you go that's on there did you watch like uh did you watch that video of the katana zero dlc stuff we watched a, and we talked about it last week a little bit but they they posted oh no like, i saw that he that there was going to be a video i guess i didn't no. see the actual video yet yeah they it was like one level like it didn't really look like too much information, but it was just nice to see the game running again, you know, mm-hmm. and and see that blood splattered on the wall and all that stuff. But they they just posted like one level, just one person going through it, and I was just kind of like, oh yeah, this is the way, this is how Katana Zero was because it's been a long time since uh, 
since we played it. So I was like, oh, there it is. So fun. Still, still no uh, date that I know of, but it's just nice to know that there is something that exists there. So cool. Uh, Splatoon 3 stuff. I, I don't know if we talked about this before, but Salmon Run, it wasn't necessarily announced that it was 24-7. They, I, I guess they, I think they announced it in one of the directs. Anyway, it's 24-7 now. Salmon Run will be available at all times regardless. So you can do that if you want to. Try to get better at that because it is a, uh, it's fun when you, I don't know, they, they should just outlaw the, the, um, the sniper because I'm not good at it. And they always make you play, make me play as it. And that's how I always lose. Uh, there's new Splat, Splatnet 3 stuff for the app. You can order, you can order whatever shit through there. Put your, put your, uh, outfits together, seven, save your gear, whatever, <laughs> whatever else on there. Oh yeah. I said there was footage leaked, but don't look at it. Uh, they, they, they talk some more about, uh, I saw some more Dragon Quest treasure stuff just about like, you know, different monsters you can get. I guess there's going to be some new ones that aren't, that are like variations of older monsters, but they're different, you know, different colors and all that stuff. But you can ride on them. You can just ride on giant monsters and go collect treasures. I'm still I'm still on this game. You know, I'm so excited about it. It's a December game, holiday game right here. But anything that exists in the Dragon Quest sure, world, I'm, uh, I'm definitely into. Yeah, there's like new, yeah, there's like the marble slime. Like there has been one of those before. But yeah, they're like, they're like different versions of the other ones. Stormy Saber Cat, Fiery Dragling, Valhalla Vulture. Oh, yeah, and there's different, like, fortes you can do, like launch and glide and sprint and stealth and scan and different things you can do with your with your characters. I'm still really interested to just see, like, some footage of it. There's still only really been, like, mostly cutscenes, or not cutscenes, just uh, screenshots of it that you can look at. So it's been that. Let's see. What is this Goldeneye documentary? I, I think I heard maybe no, I think I've just mostly heard about like rumors that get them getting released on Xbox or something. The Goldeneye documentary. A long time. I don't. Or know. there was a version ready, but they never released it or something like that. Are you talking about the Goldeneye game? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Well, people. Yeah, there was. They said it was going to happen, and then they said it was Russia, and that's why it didn't happen. And then, uh, and then it was like, oh, they were going to do it, but now they're not going to do it. But this isn't anything about that. This is just a documentary about Goldeneye, which I heard wasn't great. Mm. But Per Schneider's in it. If you like him, you can see him on there. But you can you can buy it on uh, Amazon. So what's VOD? Is that like just a streaming service, or is it a uh... video on demand? Oh, it means you can pay for gotcha. it and watch it. Okay. You can rent it for. Five. I'm thinking of like to me. To me, that instantly makes me think of like some dot vod like video file. Oh whatever. no, no! It just means video on demand. You can you can pay five dollars and rent it, pretty much. I don't want to. I want gotcha. it to just show up on something for free or for something that I already pay for, and I don't have to pay five bucks for it because, you know, I don't know how much how great it'll be. Uh, Konami says never say never to making to possibly making a Turtles Collection two with two thousand games. I'd be interesting in that, I guess. What I think is really interesting is there was another rumor saying that there was going to be a brand new Turtles game, even though there already was a brand new Turtles game this year. They're saying there's going to be another one next year that's going to be more of like a 3D open world-ish game that'll be into, out in oh, 2023. Boy. So people are really hammering down on those Turtles. I don't know. I mean, John would be excited about that. I don't know if uh, 
It'll probably it probably won't show up on Nintendo, maybe, depending, I don't know, on how 3D it is. But I guess uh, Toby Fox showed up again. Did you read any of his Twitter stuff that he posted? Um, I thought I just saw that he wasn't going to release any more Deltarune stuff, at least this year. Right? Yeah, yeah, he said no, no more Deltarune this year. But he said that there's something going to happen soon for the anniversary of uh, of the other one. Okay. Of Undertale. Next week. Yeah. Okay. Of Undertale next week. And that was posted on the 5th, so we should find out something about that. But I still, I still haven't played through the second chapter yeah. of Deltarune. <laughs> I, never played, I never played chapter 2 maybe, either. So maybe it's, that's it's what I'll like, do this weekend. Yeah, what I'll is your... Uh, games. You said you had a plan to bring to bring like whatever, even possibly your 3ds with you. I don't think you'll be bring your 3ds, but you should. I want to bring my tablet because I could maybe play Stardew on there. It's been a while since I have, but you played on your Switch too. I want to now. I could play it on my Switch, but yeah, on my Switch I've got the Cowabunga Collection. I think I'm going to play that too. But I kind of want to get into an RPG. You probably have a couple on there. I do. One which is a Xenoblade Chronicles X or Xenoblade Chronicles. I say not X. But yeah, it's X definitive definitive edition. No, is it just Xenoblade Chronicles? Are you talking about not the first X. one? It's just Xenoblade Chronicles definitive edition. There's no X. X C D E. Yes, like the comic. X is the um, Wii one, but yeah, it has it has X at the front. No, I know. It's just so many words, I have a hard time. But um, no, I have it. I found because um, I was looking for it. It was in its actual case in my game library, so it was where it should have been. I just thought it was somewhere else, and so I'm going to bring that with me. Maybe I'll play it. But for the most part, I think I'm going to focus on those some of those turtles games and maybe get back into Stardew. You could you could play it again for the what fifth time? How many times have you beat that game? Or I've only played. I haven't really actually beat it. Yeah, I've done that twice. Wait, no, I've only done that once. Wait, maybe I've done it twice. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. I thought you had played through it like three or four times. It's the weirdest thing. That's one of the. It's another thing about that game that I wish wasn't true. But I'll put so much time into it for so many days in a row, you know, of my actual life, and play it the crap out of it. I'll walk away from it for a couple months and I don't remember a damn thing that I was doing. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, I, I hadn't played, I hadn't played mine for like five years and I just kind of jumped right. I mean, I guess it depends on how complicated your stuff is. I mean, you can just pick your crops and sell them and you know, there's some stuff you could probably figure out pretty easily that you're doing on there. Did you, did, did you look at this like list of like 55 first party games that, that sold over a million on the no. switch? I just can't believe, I just can't believe that there was 50, I mean, you know, people say like, oh, there's not that many uh, Nintendo first party stuff. 55 just seemed like a really high number for me, but it shows, it was just basically showing like what was the highest selling games of the Switch of all time. Like, uh, what is it? Um, Mario Kart 8 is like at 46 million, almost 47 million. It's like top three, Mario Kart 8, Animal Crossing, Smash Brothers Ultimate, number four, Breath of the Wild. But it's just insane that there's like, I guess they consider like Fire Emblem Three Hopes and like Game Builder Garage and stuff like that to be like uh, first party games. But, oh, okay. But it's like just all. I mean, that still even Game Builder Garage like sold over a million copies. Fire Emblem Three Hopes did even. You know, like 
pretty impressive. Like Astral Chain, Labo, Nintendo Labo 1, 1. 1.5 million. <laughs> Ultimate Alliance 3, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Wow, Super Mario 3D All-Stars is a lot higher up than I would have thought it would have been. Yeah. Oh, 16? It's just, just below 3D World, yeah. 9 million for that. Well, they also kind of like tricked everybody into thinking that it was only going to be out for a certain amount of time. And yeah. you can, st- I mean, you can still find them at Target. I still see it at Target whenever I go there. I still see, see copies of it. So maybe that's the nine million that they sent out or whatever. You can still buy some places. It's not that hard to find. But Pokemon Arceus, twelve million. Did you did you see? I don't know. You might have. I didn't. I don't know if I posted it on the Slack or not. But I read an article of a uh, Game Freak saying that Pokemon Arceus was in development before Sword and Shield even came out. Like, they had been working on that game since, like, 2017 or something like that. Same with, like, Monster Hunter Rise. A different company, but Monster Hunter Rise was originally a 3DS game. Was originally being developed for 3DS before the Switch, like, ever existed. I've actually you know? seen, like, a yeah. prototype, like, at least screenshots and stuff of that. But that's not surprising, because that was their primary system for a couple of games, right? Or was it just... I mean, well, 3D. Monster Hunter had a had a lot of games on 3DS. Like that was, well, it was like Monster Hunter started on PlayStation Two, and it also had games on PlayStation Portable, and then and then yeah, 3DS and uh, Wii as well. But there was like three on 3DS, right? At least well, there well there was Generations, there was four, there was three, yeah. So I think there's at least three. But yeah, there were a lot of people played it there. But yeah, it's just like uh. I guess, uh, I mean, that explains, like, all the people who say that Pokemon Arceus, like, looks so bad. It's maybe because it's, I don't know, because it's, it's such an early game. I don't know. I, I just kind of blew my mind that it was being made before, uh, b- before like, uh, Sword and Shield, even. Oh, yeah, damn it. And there was something I wanted to say to John before he left. Have you been watching any of the any, any of the Sakurai YouTube stuff? I haven't. Oh, you should. They're, they're good. And they're really quick, too. They're only, like, three or four, three or five minutes like three or four or five minutes but i watched an episode that he did about kirby and he said that the whole reason that you can fly over the levels in kirby is basically his own way of bashing the game boy he kind of says that the screen looks so bad that he didn't want people to like die on accident and get upset so he made it so you could fly over the levels that was his whole purpose for it because he didn't think you could see very well on the screen at the time and he couldn't because it was fucking puke green on puke green but he kind of he kind of threw the Game Boy like under the under the bus on that <laughs> on that video, but no, it's really interesting. Like he breaks down like you know, uh, like frame rates and like different like you know how to make a game fun and like how you know how you know how in order to he, he compares like making games to, like being a chef and like learning discerning tastes and all that stuff and it's cool. It's very quick and to the point and uh, he has a lot of footage that he got you know from Nintendo like with uh, obviously with them okaying it, but still. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, I need to check this out. It's he's been good with the presentations, you know, all the the Smash presentations. He's always kind of been a, a star player in his own right as a character within those. So it's pretty cool that he's doing his own thing. I didn't realize he had so many videos already. Yeah, he I must th- have somebody just kind of like maybe doing his editing for him, and he maybe he writes the scripts or something. Yeah, and they're they're so short too. Like this last one that's put up is like it's like three minutes, like just under three minutes. So it's like pretty easy to just like throw one on. But yeah, I was I just I heard a lot of people talking about it, and I was like, well, I should get I should give it a try. And I watched a couple of them, I and I thought they were I thought they were pretty I thought they were pretty precise, and 
you know, it's a uh, he's a, he's a cool guy, and it was it was cool to hear him talk about the original Kirby and all that, and he and he does specifically talk about why uh, why why that why you were able to fly in the game. So I thought that'd be funny. Did it was all the Game Boy's fault <laughs> that it was so that it was so easy, which just because he I guess it kind of made it sound like that he didn't think the Game Boy was that playable at the time. So we didn't want to frustrate people. So to make it a little bit more. Well, especially a game that was kind of looking like it was going to appeal more to children initially, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, they tried to kind of toughen him up in the commercials, but Kirby's a, a puffball. Yeah, I mean, he can take he can take a lot of hits. He can take a lot of hits for various things. Yeah, he's an eldritch god. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, some of these games uh, on the fifty-five million sellers, it's just like, yeah, I can't even believe it. Mario Strikers almost I mean, got almost point, got two million. Almost where is it on the list? Yeah, Mario Strikers number thirty nine. Hmm. I don't think anybody got that. Origami King three three point three million. Just under just that. under one two switch. <laughs> one two switch. I saw that at disc replay today, and that was still used thirty five dollars. I was pissed because I do kind of want to own it, but I will never ever ever play it. Oh, you got to play it once at least. I mean, I guess I bought a what was it? I bought Wii Music for like seventy five cents from GameStop, and I never played it. It was just it was just the fact that it was selling for so cheap that I had to go get it with the box too. But I thought that maybe if I could find one two switch for like ten bucks somewhere, I'd give it a try. But I yeah, I don't know. Kirby in the Forgotten Lands like number twenty one on here. Yeah, I still plan on getting that eventually. Luigi's Mansion just under Pokemon Arceus with eleven eleven point four million. I mean that's that's that, I mean that's pretty some pretty huge uh, numbers there. So yeah, Ring Fit Ring Fit Adventure number ten, fourteen point five million. They should release some more stuff for that since so many people bought it. Tropical Freeze, yeah, four million. I mean, as I said earlier, Switch came out five and a half years ago, literally as of a couple of days ago, and it's still going strong. And there hasn't really been any significant uh, computational you know revisions. It's Maybe a little tiny thing here and there. I think what to uh, make the battery work better or whatever, and yeah, they and, put, uh, also they, of course the hardware revisions with the the better screen and yeah, stronger the switch light being better. kind of the D make of it. Yeah, so I mean they're definitely taking the path of the 3ds with this switch, and they did it like it almost seemed a lot quicker, but then they just kind of stalled. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Well, I guess the I guess the OLED just came out last year, didn't it? It did. Yeah. And now that I mean, there's a Splatoon OLED, but it's just a different, just has just has different uh, Joy Cons on it and a different back. They had an OLED running at Target today. I got on it for a little bit and just, yeah, I definitely am super impressed by the screen. Was like, that the first almost... time you played one? No, I played I yours. One. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I guess I was that, there recently. I was gonna say, did I ever show it to you? I guess I, I guess I did. Yeah, I guess you mm-hmm. did. Uh, you were there. But I really like that screen. I think it could honestly be like. A portable media player, too, is if they put more apps on it besides Hulu and YouTube. YouTube. I do watch. Yeah. I did watch YouTube on it a couple times. Well, I watched Directs on it whenever I was working, mm-hmm. and there's Direct. I watched it on my on my uh, OLED. And yeah, it's a nice thing to just like. It, and I, I guess the the thing that I like the most about the OLED was the new stand. Like the new stand is like really baller. So I don't really need to use <laughs> my uh my uh, bag that has the because my bag had a little stand in it now i don't use the stand anymore because because the new stand is better so and i would just prop like whenever i would work somewhere where i didn't have a tv but i had like a lot of spare time i would just kind of like just prop it up and just connect my pro controller to it and just play it like that 
and it works great and it looks really good you know so it's great like little little portable thing like that so that was but even when i play a portable i didn't play it like you know i don't play it like handheld i guess i just prop it up and use the use the thing for it it's become quite a versatile little doodad and i look forward to the future of it um it is kind of just hanging out in the same spot for now and i guess it, it doesn't need to do otherwise but i still want a ps5 i hate to say it that's fine you can get one i'm uh I yeah I'm I learned from my uh, ways of PS4 where I bought a system and didn't play it so I'm not buying PS5. There's still nothing to there's nothing worth playing on it that I'm interested in. It's like I need to play that game. Like there's nothing on there for me. Understood. I felt that way for a very long time. Myself. I mean I I don't have enough room for the for the vampire with a router to uh to take over my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a giant vampire. Anyway, all right. I think we talked enough on this episode. I think that's a good length. You can call it soon here. Um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to episode 337. Like the sound of our voices, you could hear bonus stuff at patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You donate a dollar, you can get bonus episodes. We just put up an episode about difficulty where we talk about Kirby and other games. Also, the monthly wrap-up is out for this month. I spent 99 cents on that, on that, uh, on that Pete's Power song, so make sure you give it a listen. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy it so I could put it on there. I, I couldn't bring myself to buy the whole album, but I just buy but I did buy Pizza Power for ninety nine cents. That's okay. I've got the whole album if you want me to send it to you. That song is that it's song or something. I will I will tell you that song is incredibly catchy. Like Pizza Power is super it catchy. Is. It's been like running through my head for like ever since I listened to it the first time. It's just like this horrible earworm that you just can't get rid of. But it's it's an all right song. Now, it's, imagine it's if it had been doing that for thirty two years. Yeah, imagine if at. you and I guess uh, I didn't know, but just told me that they also had a tape uh, with their brothers and all that that they had listened to multiple times, which I had forgotten about just because Pizza Power doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really stay in my brain for that long, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah, that that album's something. But you, but I but it was on one of the episodes, so it's on the on the monthly wrap up for the five dollar members where you can listen to all the music. All the intros and outros of all the stuff and puts together a nice little playlist. I listened to it. I was uh I liked it. I was listening to it today while I was out shopping for nicer clothes for this wedding I'm going to. Oh yeah. Have it have it uh have it in your ears where while you're spending money on suits or whatever. Pretty much it. Throwing down paper while I'm listening to these hot tracks from the latest Nintendo main episodes. Yeah. Check out that and check out twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I'm definitely going to stream Splatoon 3 once it comes out this weekend. So I'll probably be on Friday. If I'm not on Friday, I'll be on Monday for sure. Jumping on there and doing some of the new, doing the new uh, multiplayer stuff. Trying to, I probably have to work my way up to rank mode again. So I'll be, so I'll be doing that. So check that out. Also, youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Jeremy's at jmaxtech and I'm at Nintendo underscore domain on Twitter. Go there. Look at our tweets. Look at me argue about uh, how uh, CM Punk wins too much on uh, Twitter. But uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. And we'll see you next week. See you.
prepare for butthole? What? 